Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Burtnick. I am a spiritual life coach, energy healer, and psychic medium on a mission to help you heal, awaken, and expand your light and consciousness. If you are a spiritual seeker ready to learn, grow, and live and breathe your purpose here on this earth, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we are going to dive deep into opening our hearts, healing our shadows, connecting with our souls, and erasing our vibes so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Service Podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you today. I don't know if you can tell, but my voice is stronger than the last episode you would have heard, which was I was two days out from surgery. So it feels good for me to actually be able to speak and breathe properly this week. Um, That was a, a huge struggle over the last little bit where I just couldn't get a deep breath. Side note, I also am not currently wearing my surgical bra because it does squeeze the living daylights out of me. Um, So I am taking a boob break, letting them hang loose and uh, letting myself be able to fully breathe because that compression uh, surgical bra is like no joke. So (laughs) Just if you wanted like a fun visual to start your day off, that's that's what's going on. Except I'm also like wearing a sweater because it gets cold. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm really happy to be here with you today and I'm feeling good and I hope you guys are feeling good at home wherever you are listening from. And I just want to thank you again for all of your support with the podcast. And if you want to further support the podcast, please go and leave a review on iTunes. It helps me get seen by so many other people. So I'm actually helping more people with all of these beautiful podcast episodes that I'm putting out. And if you want to hear something on the podcast or you're like, hey, you know what? I would love for you to interview this person. Let me know. Send me a DM. Send me an email. All of my contact information is in the show notes. Or you can find me on Instagram at Anastasia Burtnick. My website is AnastasiaBurtnick.com. Facebook also at Anastasia Burtnick. I make it super easy to find me, guys. The hardest part is spelling my name. (laughs) So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. So today's episode, I want to talk about energetic clutter in your life. You know, I was listening to a very good friend of mine do um, a live video the other day, and she she actually has gone and she's downsized like her living situation. So they got rid of all their furniture. They ended up moving several provinces away. Um, And she's been doing just a lot of minimalizing in many areas of her life. And one of the things that really came to me as she was talking is the fact that we need to get rid of energetic clutter in our life and how our external world so, so closely matches our internal world. Really like our, the external world is, is a true reflection of our internal world. 
So if you go and you look at your external world and you're, you're seeing a lot of drama and problems and lack and clutter and things everywhere and just the, it, it feels like overwhelm in your external world, 100%, that means that all of that is going on in some way inside yourself. And the only way to clear up the external world is to do the internal work. You got to do the inner work because if you don't, you're just going to, no matter how much you try to change your external world, it's just going to keep going back to a version of what is inside of you. So no matter how hard you try to get rid of drama, if you're not doing the inner work, you're going to attract more. Same with hardship, same with lack situations, same with clutter and self-sabotage and all of these habits that we deem undesirable or bad. So you got to clean up your internal world first. And you know, you know, I always say it, clean house, clean mind. And it really, it really does. When I know for myself. So I'm a bit of a neat freak, but I have like a certain level of dirty that I can deal with. And then after that, I'm, I go a little bit nuts. Um, I'm kind of in that like little bit nuts state today um, <laughs> just because I'm not allowed to vacuum um, for like another four weeks. They're like, you can do so many other things, but 100% do not vacuum. It's the worst idea for you. So I have to wait for my partner to vacuum. And he's been so good. Um, post-surgery for me, but he still hasn't vacuumed. It's, he's like, oh, what is a vacuum cleaner? I don't know. What is this thing? Is it supposed to suck up stuff? But how do you turn it on? How do you plug it into the wall? <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, that's apparently my impression of my partner trying to deal with a vacuum cleaner. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, but when you're when you have a clean house, you have a clean mind, and vice versa. I notice within myself if my external surroundings and you see how these tie into each other. But when my house, my when my home is not clean, then my mind can't focus. But I also know that the more that I cleaned up my internal world and that I cleaned up my mind, my thoughts, the better my external world got. So the more by cleaning up my internal world, the more I was able to do in the external. So the more I was able to clean my house, the more I was able to change my surroundings, to change where we live, to paint things, to decorate, to um, manifesting a new vehicle. Like I've, done all of these things, but the extent to which I am bringing new things into my life matches the extent to which I am healing myself. So back when I was really sitting in my wounded, uh, my wounded feminine, my wounded masculine, when I was not working on my trauma or my emotions or anything, my external world, I had trouble keeping up with it. I had so much trouble keeping up with it on an energetic level, on a physical level. Um, my, like my home was not as nice. 
things like things kept going wrong. Like it was, it was cluttered. It was messy. And no matter how much I tried to fix the external, it didn't actually fully get fixed until I fixed my internal, but I still had to work on my external in order to fix my internal. You feeling confused yet? (laughs) Hopefully not, but you can just, you can see how your internal and your external world play off of each other. So you're constantly dancing between the two. And just know that as you grow internally, as you do healing work, you will see bigger changes on your external side. Now, energetic clutter is a big thing that so many of us carry around. And the only way to start releasing energetic clutter is to do the inner work. Now, energetic clutter within yourself is no different than if you lived in a house and you were a hoarder. It's just that it's your energetic house, which is your body, your mind, your soul. When you are carrying around energetic clutter, It can look like limiting beliefs. It can look like trauma. It can look like emotions that you refuse to feel, that you bottle up. It can also look like lashing out and being overly emotional. And I say overly emotional, but emotions are a good thing. So I want to be very careful when I say that because so many of us have been told we're too sensitive, we're too this, we're too that. But there are, there's, there's a healthy range of emotions and then there's emotions that hurt ourselves or others. And you want to stay away from going into the, the extremes where you're hurting yourself or others with your emotions. You want to learn how to healthy, healthily feel them and process them. So... Energetic clutter can also look like holding on to other people's beliefs, um, holding on to expectations. As you can see, like all of this is when you really boil it down, it's beliefs and emotions and experiences. And what you carry with you can either serve you or hinder you, and you get to choose. Period. Like you get to choose what you want to bring with you. And if you don't want to live in a place of victimhood and lack and struggle and hardship and self-sabotage and everything that makes you feel small and makes you feel like you don't have a good life, if you don't want to have those, then you do have to commit to doing the work to release them. Now, energetic clutter can show up in many ways. One, it will 100% show up in your external world because our external world, like I said, is a reflection of our internal world. So if 
we are attracting negative situations, if we are attracting judgment, if we are attracting hardship and obstacles, if we are attracting drama, and maybe you attract a lot of assholes in your life. That's because you have things within yourself that need to be healed. You have energetic clutter. It can also show up in your external world, but in your physical body. So emotions are energy in motion. And when you are not feeling your emotions, when you're not processing your emotions, it creates trauma that resides in your body. So it creates sticking points of energy in your body. That energy is no longer in motion. So it starts to solidify. So depending on what layer of your auric field it resides in, so there's your physical layer, your emotional layer, mental layer, and your spiritual layer, depending on what layer those energetic blocks are in, it will manifest in different ways. So when it's in your physical layer where you have those emotional blocks, those energy blocks, you can create disease in your body. You can create everything from migraines to disorders with your reproductive system to gut health disorders like IBS, Crohn's, um, fibromyalgia, chronic pain, chronic fatigue, rashes, so many things. There, it, any, anything that is a dis-ease, disease, dis-ease in our body means that there is something there to be healed and that it can be healed. Now remember, our emotions really do control our body and our body's reactions. And the simplest way to demonstrate that is when, if you think of someone and you're attracted to someone or they're flirting with you, you feel good and maybe you feel giddy and nervous and so you blush. Those emotions that are caused by that experience create a physiological response. So you can see, even in the simplest way, whether you're embarrassed or whatever it is, that emotion causes a physiological response. And when you are holding on to all of that energetic clutter, when you're not processing traumas, when you're not processing emotions, it solidifies in your body. And there, oh, there is a whole number of roadmaps and everything that you can actually go and pinpoint what emotions might be causing those issues. Now, it's not always the case because we are individuals, but there are so many roadmaps to it. A good example is fear tends to reside in your kidneys. 
stress and powerlessness tends to reside in your stomach and your adrenals. Lack of support is in your neck. Distrust is in your third eye or your forehead. Guilt is in the top of your head. Like you can kind of see how these different points of the body relate to the different emotions and how they actually present themselves in the body, like stress and powerlessness. That makes so much sense. You're, you're probably going to have a lot of gut issues because you're not, you're not trusting your gut. You feel powerless. There's no strength and power there. And the, the more that you study these things, the more you'll understand the correlation between everything. But that energetic clutter on a physical sense can show up in your physical body and you really don't want that. The other thing that will happen when you have that much energetic clutter is you will, you will feel fatigued. It'll feel like you are drained of life force energy and you will be looking to fill yourself up. And usually probably nine times out of 10, when you're looking to fill yourself up, you're going to be turning to alcohol, drugs, food, um, Netflix binges. Um, maybe it's shopping, gambling, like these addictive behaviors that make us feel good in the moment. And then they end up spiraling. In that moment, you get that instant gratification. You get that like hit of false life force energy. It feels like life force energy until it doesn't because you're not actually tapping into that strong, connected, soulful life force energy. And the reason you keep doing these self-sabotaging behaviors is because you, you're, you keep looking for it, but you don't know how to properly tune into it. You're just looking to feel good. You're looking to feel alive. But in order to do that, you got to get rid of your energetic clutter. Now, energetic clutter on a mental level will be your thoughts, your choices, your beliefs. Those are the things where, oh, your ego, your ego here, which is like your human mind versus your soul mind, your ego is going to run rampant because any energetic clutter, your ego clings onto it. And your ego turns into like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. And he's like, hey, my precious, my precious limiting beliefs. Oh. I don't want to change these. These make me live. These make me stronger. Don't do that. You might hurt yourself. Don't do that. You might not be safe. Don't do that. It's too risky. That's your ego. And when you have emotional or energetic clutter in your mental layer, that is when your ego really fuels itself. Because your ego is fueled by belief systems. And, and let me be clear, the, the ego is not a bad thing. Your human mind is not bad. 
But when it is left unchecked, it runs rampant. Your ego is basically like a very undisciplined, has never really been taught anything, has kind of learned, it's underdeveloped. It's like a child, but like a, a wild child and not, not, in a, not in a good way. Whereas your spirit mind, that's, that's your developed mind. That's the developed part of yourself. That's the part of yourself where it has access to divine wisdom. It knows how to navigate risk. Whereas your human mind is also basically a lizard brain. It's like, it doesn't, it sees like fight or flight or freeze. It's very animalistic in its response. So its only concern is perceived safety. And if it perceives something that threatens that safety or threatens the, the existence that the ego knows, it will lash out. And that's where, you, that's where those limiting beliefs really limit you. That's where those traumas um, and the lessons that your ego learned from those traumas will rule your life. You may have been, so a good example of this is you may have been hurt by a partner in the past. Maybe they cheated on you and now you have trouble finding partners that don't do that or you have trouble finding a partner at all because you are trying to keep yourself safe. Your ego is stepping in and saying, if I am with a partner, I will be cheated on. So I'm going to leave a partner before they hurt me. Um, I'm not going to trust this partner. They're going to hurt me. I'm going to lash out. I'm going to look for things. Trust and your ego cannot reside in the same place. Where trust resides, your ego must fall away. Your ego really is doing its best job to try to keep you safe, but it just doesn't know how to actually do that in a way that helps you. It does not have multidimensional thinking. So this is where that self-sabotage comes in. Those limiting beliefs, those patterns that keep repeating over and over and you can't seem to get out of them. You keep making the same choices, like same shit, different pile kind of thing. That is how energetic clutter in your mental layer shows up in your life. Now in your emotional layer. Hmm. Energetic clutter in your emotional layer will be a lot of unregulated emotions <clears throat> or it'll be almost like a lack of emotion, like apathy. You won't, like, you'll, you'll always be pushing things away. 
You'll likely have like emotional outbursts. You'll feel overwhelmed. It'll feel like you're drowning. And that's how you know you have energetic clutter in your emotional layer. It will feel like you're drowning. It'll feel like everything is going to overwhelm you. Everything is going to take you out. Like life's going to take you out. You just, you can't do it. You can't, you don't want to feel it. It's too much. So you're either going to shut off or you're going to attempt to shut off and have those emotional outbursts. And then you're going to try to control things even more because you're not going to want to have those emotional outbursts. You're going to see yourself as weak or maybe you see yourself as stupid or silly or unreasonable. Like your brain is going to put a whole bunch of judgments on the emotions. You will also attract people that are very emotional or apathetic as well. Because when you have those, that energetic clutter in your emotional layer, you're not going to attract people who know how to regulate their emotions, who are emotionally intelligent. You're going to have people that hide things from you. You're going to have people that, are, that lash out at you, that try to, that hurt you. And even though they may not do it consciously, they're not setting out to actually hurt you, they're still going to do it. And the spiritual layer, when you have energetic clutter in your spiritual layer, this can look like, this, this one's a little bit different because it can also include ancestral beliefs, things that reside in your DNA. And even though it's the spiritual layer, it can still man those those things can still manifest in other layers. But you're going to be dealing with like karmic things, past life things. Um, you know, a a client of mine. I'm working on changing belief systems and and pulling beliefs. And one of the things that we found was that he is unable to believe that he is worthy of living an easy life in this lifetime because of mistakes he made in a past lifetime. So the belief is living in the spiritual layer, but it's affecting his life. And until we found it, we could not pull it. We've now pulled it and, and things are starting to change. The belief systems there are starting to change. The way he feels is starting to change. But you can see that he didn't believe that he was worthy of living an easy life. He had to work hard and prove himself. And a lot of that was because he was trying to make up for sins in a past life. So that's where you'll see past life things come up. You will see maybe vows that you made, soul contracts that you have. Other things that'll show up as that are that are more tangible for you in the spiritual layer when you have energetic clutter there is you will feel disconnected from spirit. You'll feel disconnected from your spiritual gifts. And let me tell you, everyone, everyone, no matter who you are, has spiritual gifts. 
Now, there are people that have more developed gifts that have different kinds of gifts. Not everybody is the same because, I mean, we're all different. We're all souls at different levels of our journey. And that's beautiful. But no matter who you are, you have spiritual gifts. And if you are sitting here saying, well, I don't really know what they are, or no, I don't really have anything. I just like this stuff. Then you're fooling yourself because you do, you have spiritual gifts. And clearing the energetic clutter in the spiritual field will help open you up to those spiritual gifts. It'll also help open you up to feeling unconditional love to actually loving the world and loving other people. It'll open you up to life force energy. It'll open you up to your intuition, to seeing beyond the veil, to that, to that access to the intrinsic knowledge of the universe. So if you are feeling really disconnected from those things, that means you have energetic clutter in your spiritual layer. Now, some of you might be listening and thinking, okay, yeah, I, I've cleared a lot of this. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm on the right path. And others of you might be thinking, oh my gosh, I have so much work to do. Like, I'm feeling all of that on every layer and, uh-oh, what do I do? How do I change my life? Shit. <laughs> Doesn't matter where you're at. Like, you're, you're at the perfect place. And ways that you can start. So one I highly recommend, if you are, well, it doesn't matter where you're at at your journey, book a Theta Healing session with me. I'd love to work with you. Just like with my client, I can look for past life beliefs. I can look for beliefs from childhood. I can see why your body might be reacting in different ways. I work with your own energy and my spirit team and your spirit team and, and creator. And like it's, it's a very beautiful process and in-depth. So I'm able to actually psychically tap in and use my mediumship skills to connect with the messages behind things, like with your own spirit team. So if you are feeling like there's anything that is blocking you, come book a Theta Healing session with me. I would, it'd be amazing to work with you and you will not be sorry. The funniest thing that I heard after somebody did a Theta Healing session with me is that um, so I, I have two friends that, uh, that will come to me for sessions. And um, one of the friends, she said that after her, uh, after her session or her friend's session, she noticed that her friend, her resting bitch face went away. For years, this woman has had just a resting bitch face. And since our Theta Healing session, it went away. It was like a huge weight was lifted off of her. And like, that is, that's a very like surface level kind of example, but it's so funny. Like I, I love that. 
because it's beautiful when other people can see the changes in you. So yay for no more resting bitch face. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you can see like her radiance has changed. The way she carries herself has changed. A weight has been lifted. So theta healing, great, great way to start helping yourself heal, start clearing these things. Another thing that I highly recommend you do is journal. Journaling is an amazing, amazing practice. When we journal, now if you've never if you've never done it before or you've tried and you're like, I don't, I don't even know, you can do it in two ways. One, you can ask a question and you can look for journal prompts. My favorite way though is to just start writing. And if you haven't done like stream of consciousness writing before, highly recommend it. Um, now this, the stream of consciousness writing at first, if you've never done it before, you're going to be like, I don't know what to write about. So you write that you might, your first, your first journal entry might be like, I don't know what to write about today. I mean, I had eggs for breakfast and they were good. And, you know, I'm sitting in my room right now and oh, I really don't know what to, what to write about. And I, you know, I want to tune into my intuition more and I, I want to connect with my spiritual gifts and I want to do this healing work, but like, it feels like I'm blocked and I don't know why I'm blocked. Like maybe I'm blocked because I'm really resisting it. Maybe I'm blocked because I am um, avoiding my emotions. Oh, you know, yeah, I feel like I am avoiding my emotions a lot. Well, why am I avoiding my emotions? Hmm, I don't know. I don't know why I'm avoiding my emotions. And then something might pop into your mind like, oh, well, you know what? There was this time that I was really emotional and my mom was like, you know what? You're not supposed to be emotional. Like it's, it's bad when you're emotional because people will think you're weak and blah, 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 blah. And you just keep going. And it doesn't matter if it goes deep and then shallow, you might start going down an emotional path and then you're like, hmm. I think my, I think I need to go buy dog food at the store and you, you just let yourself write. You don't judge it. You don't judge it. Just keep like pulling that thread, keep pulling that thread. And the more that you do it, the, the easier it will be for you to start getting into your own soul. And through journaling, that's part of what you're doing is you are tuning into the language of your soul, but you have to get through your mind first in order to heal your soul. The other thing that helps, especially alongside any healing practice, no matter what you're doing is meditation. Now there are I mean, there's many types of meditation, but I'm going to say there's two kind of ways to meditate. One is the, the very like trying to empty your mind, just letting, letting the thoughts come and go, noticing them and letting whatever come in, come in. There's that type of meditation. And then you can also do more of a moving meditation. So you could do it in a yoga practice. You could 
just get quiet in the shower and just really be intentional with the way you're moving your body, what your actions are. So when you are sitting in, in more of like a quiet meditation and you're, you're witnessing thoughts come in and thoughts come out and with meditation, you're not trying to have no thoughts. That's not a thing. You're not trying to have no thoughts. Thoughts will come in. And that's where you get a lot of beautiful downloads is you might have a thought, you, you might notice like, oh, yep, breakfast this morning with cereal. Okay, just let that thought go. Come back to your breathing. And then you might get like an idea, an idea that like, bing moment, that's a divine download. That's your soul coming in. It might also guide you to where you need to heal or what you want to write about in your journal. So you'll learn to recognize these things. And if you're doing more of like a moving meditation, you can also get downloads. There's, there's no judgment. It's just one, the sitting in the silence, that is more of a masculine practice, whereas movement and flow and, in, and that embodiment, that is feminine. Some of you might not be able to sit in silent meditation. I still recommend that you try it even for five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. But it might be very uncomfortable for you because you may not be core masculine or you might not have a strong enough masculine edge yet. So remember, the masculine and feminine is within both of us or within, within each of us. We each have both of those energies. And we have one that is a, our core essence, which is our stronger essence, and one that is our non-dominant essence. If you want more information on that, don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but I have two podcast episodes about masculine and feminine. I mean, I talk about it in a lot of podcast episodes, but I do have two very specific ones. Um, I'll link them in the show notes. So when you are doing more of like a moving meditation, you do want the ability to quiet your mind. So maybe for you, it, and it doesn't have to be silent. So you might put on music and do a yoga flow. You might go for a walk. Like it's just some, you might be doing, like you might be showering and like really focusing on not only cleansing your physical body, but letting the water wash away anything energetic from you. And in those moments when you're being intentional, when you're slowing down, when you're tuning into your body, into your breath, into that the grounded feeling of your body, really feeling it and being aware of it, that's when you will also get downloads from your soul. It just comes in a different way. Another thing that I highly recommend if you are wanting to do this healing work to start clearing this energetic clutter is to embrace your shadow. Your shadow is all of the parts of yourself that you would rather not be, that you find undesirable or have been told that are undesirable. And it's, it's the parts of yourself that you want to push away 
And then it's also the parts of yourself that you're not fully embracing as in like your light shadow. So your brilliance, your gifts, maybe you don't want to toot your own horn. So diving into shadow work is the most transformative thing that you can do. Now, a really great resource is The Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. And that is a really, really great resource if you want to start doing it on your own. And if you want to dive even deeper into shadow work, it's my jam, guys. It's my jam. Masculine, feminine, shadow work, and energy healing. Those are the things that is the foundation of what I help you with when I coach with you, when I do healing with you. I'm always focusing on that because those bring about the biggest transformations. And I do recommend, there's, there's nothing wrong with trying to do it on your own for a while, but if you want accelerated healing, and if you, you will get to a point where you might not be able to see where your blocks are. And that is the beauty of having a coach. That is the beauty of having help because when we are working on ourselves and we don't have anyone reflecting back to us what we can't see, we're just looking into a dirty mirror. But when you have help, when you have a coach, that allows you to be looking into a clean mirror because the coach can help you wipe off those spots so you can see them. And also when our ego rears its ugly head, because it will, because it doesn't like change, healing is change and healing threatens the stability and safety of the ego. So the ego is going to rear its ugly head and and that's when all of those self-sabotaging patterns are really going to come in. When those limiting beliefs are really going to come in, when those fears are really going to come in going to try to keep you where you are because to the ego that's safe even though you might be so uncomfortable in your life as it is it's still more comfortable for your ego to stay where it is than it is for it to take a risk and change your life because it doesn't know the ego doesn't like the unknown doesn't like uncertainty it likes knowing what it knows even if it's bad because because to your ego growth could be worse so it'll just stay with what it has so i highly recommend getting help with this but the dark side of the light chasers is a really really great book has lots of exercises within it and it teaches you about shadow work and about what the shadow is And then the last thing I will leave you with today to start yourself on this healing journey, other than obviously listening to like a whole bunch of my podcast episodes, shameless plug, Um, (laughs) but listen to things that will reframe your mind. So if you find that you have a lot of negative thoughts come up, that you don't have a good narrative in your head, that you have a lot of beliefs that are holding you back. 
by listening to other perspectives. So podcasts, you can listen to Abraham Hicks on YouTube. Um, By listening to other types of voices, other energies, other narratives that serve to uplift you and help you change the way your mind thinks, that will also help you start changing and clearing that energetic clutter. And if you are at the very beginning of your journey, I do recommend doing that and having that as a tool in your toolbox because when you are, especially when you are at the beginning of your journey, it can be hard to reframe your thoughts. It can be hard to ask for help though I still highly recommend getting help or doing a theta healing session or even an energy healing session with, with somebody else. If it's not me you want to work with, that's totally fine. I still love you. But get help. Trust me when I say it is so much easier when you're not doing it alone. But when you're at the beginning of the journey, it can be hard to reframe your mind. So having those tools like podcasts, like Abraham Hicks, um, which is all about the law of attraction, like her YouTube speeches, those really help in the moment shift you out of whatever low vibrational frequency you are in into a higher vibration. Now, what they'll also do is it'll make it easier for you to then have your own thought reframes. So you may have a thought that I'm no good, I'm blah, 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 blah. So what you want to do is when you have that thought of I'm no good, you want to have alternate thoughts that you can think. So I'm good. Mistakes don't make me a bad person. Um, I am lovable as I am. I did my best today. My best looks different every day. So you want to have thought reframes so that when those negative thoughts come in, you can flip them into positive. That's kind of a step two when you're doing thought reframes. Step one, if you can't do it yourself yet, for sure listen to things. And even when you're good at thought reframes, listen to things anyway, because I mean, if you want to live a good life, you want to keep learning, you want to keep growing. You never get there, you never stop. So always be fueling yourself, always be filling yourself up with good energy, with things that clear that clutter and that bring you clarity and alignment with your soul. All righty, guys. I love you so much. I'm going to leave it there for today. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, please reach out to me. I love hearing from you. And again, if you can, go leave a review on iTunes. It helps me help so many other people. And share this episode on social media with your biggest takeaways and tag me in it because I love seeing it. You are amazing. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. I am sending you so much love. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. If you love what you heard, I would be over the moon if you would share this episode with your friends and leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. 
I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.